Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Father, we love you. I thank you for every single person that's watching this today. I pray that you would help them engage with your word. I pray that you would help them to uh, stay warm. And God, we pray your blessing on the Chiefs today. In Jesus' name. All right. Hey, uh, love you guys. Here we go. All right, Matthew chapter 6. Jesus says this, And when you fast, there it is, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, Jesus says, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting. But here it is. But only to your Father who is unseen, and your father who sees what is done in secret, so the point is secret, then he will reward you. So I want to just highlight a few ideas that's in this text today and um, hope that each one of you will continue or even start up, even if you haven't been fasting yet, that you would just uh, begin fasting with us now for the rest of the time. Um, But let's look at this. Here Jesus says this, when you fast. I want you just to see that Jesus assumes that fasting will be a part of their lives. And I think so too, fasting uh, should be, ought to be a part of our lives, but we want to see it as an opportunity, an adventure, an invitation, and not just a legalistic obligation. We want it to be an opportunity to draw close, as close as we possibly can to God. And so when Jesus says this, he has this idea that you would fast. When we look at the Old Testament, We find Moses fasting, David fasting, Elijah fasting, Esther fasting, Daniel fasting. So we look at the New Testament, Anna fasts, Paul fasts. We see in Matthew 4 where Jesus goes and does a voluntary fast for 40 days. And so fasting was a part of many of our biblical heroes in the scriptures. And even when you look at church history, you have people fasting. Martin Luther, John Wesley, John Calvin, John Knox, Jonathan Edwards, David Brainerd, Charles Finney, all were fasters. All we have record of them fasting. The early church fasted together. And so one of the things that fasting does for us is it kind of serves like a wake-up call where we go, all right, what level of application to my spiritual hunger is there? I see it as like these moments where we'll sing these great songs um, where we, we could sing, uh, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. We've been singing that at Radiant. Every hour I need you. All right. And so fasting is a moment where we're saying, okay, I'm going to voluntarily go into a season where God, I, I really do need you. Like I, I, I need you and I want you more than I want all these other physical appetites. I want you more than I want social media, or I want you more than I want cinnamon rolls and sweets, or some of you, you know, I want you more than entertainment and movies and television, or I want you more than physical, uh, more than food, whatever the physical appetite might be. It's that statement that says, God, I, I want you. And so when we look at scripture, we see that this is actually assumed that we're going to choose to be a part of fasting and as radiant church, our aim is to be people that regularly give ourselves to fasting. And so I don't want you to be scared by that. I want you to see it as an adventure, an invitation, an opportunity to draw close to God that's available to you. And if people throughout the scriptures and throughout church history have done it, why not us? Why don't we give ourselves to being people that fast? And then when Jesus says this, he says, the motive is not to be seen by people, but only so that your father who sees what is done in secret may reward you. So we don't do this for the eyes of people. We do this for the eyes of God. 
And so you can look at that and, and realize that there's this, there's this paradox with fasting. Because yeah, fasting hurts. Some people say, mm, I don't really do fasting because I can't fast or you know, it's just not for me. Well, the truth is, is that fasting is hard for just about everybody. And so especially the idea of fasting is that you give up something you love for someone that you love even more. So yeah, you love Chick-fil-A, but God, I love you more. God, I love you more than Starbucks. God, I, it's amazing how much I love Chipotle. It's amazing how much Noah Usri loves Chipotle, but Noah's making the statement, but God, I love you more than even Chipotle. So it's something that you do love, but God, I love you even more. And so it's voluntarily, I'm gonna go without something because God, I want you more. So it's this paradox because as you give up food or you give up, uh, uh, I don't know, what social media, it's, 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 it's voluntarily being weak and being filled up by God. So it's voluntary weakness for spiritual strength. And as even though your body is going on less, your spirit is gaining more. It's something that God does when you voluntarily choose to fast. And so Romans 12 one says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. So you're saying, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to go without, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give this up. I'm going to, it's a sacrifice and it's a statement of worship to God. All right. But what happens is, is as you, as, and it's faith because you're believing that God is working supernaturally and he's giving to you supernaturally as you are voluntarily going on less. So you make this statement of God, God. I normally feed on Jackstack, but in this season, I want to feed on you. God, I normally feed on all these, whatever is the foods, whatever is the, the way that you live, but I want to feed on you. Jesus says that in John 4, where he talks about that, that he's, his food is to do the will of his Father. We see that with the Israelites, where they're feeding on what God gives them in the wilderness. So the idea is, is that God's going to supernaturally give to you. You're going to voluntarily go into the wilderness. You know how when people go through a hard season and it's really challenging, but they'll often say, but I drew close to God in it and I knew God in that dark season, in that hard time. As crazy as it sounds, what we do when we fast is we voluntarily choose a wilderness season where we say, ah, God, I don't know what it's like to go for 21 days without food, but God, I want you and I'm going to choose this wilderness season because I want your presence. I want your nearness. I want you to provide for me uh, miraculously like you did for the Israelites. I want God more than I want comfort. And really that comfort is the idol of our culture. And so if you can say, God, in this season, I'm choosing to voluntarily go without things because my food what sustains me is God. What I want is you. I want your presence. I want relationships. I want breakthroughs. And you've got all kinds of different kinds of fasts through the scriptures where people fast for different reasons. At the very core, what it is, is less of me and more of God. Less of my flesh and more of the Holy Spirit at work inside of me. And so our dream is that you would, in this season, experience much of Jesus, much of his presence, much of his activity, and say, more God, less me. I want to be nourished by God more than I want to be nourished by social media. 
I want to be nourished by God more than I want to be nourished by Chipotle. I, I want to feed upon God. That's the big idea. It's this statement, almost like you're putting this bullseye on your heart, right? Where you're saying, God, come get me. Lean over the balcony of heaven and see that I'm willing, I'm desiring, and though I have a feast available to me, I'm shoving the plate away because I want you. Or I'm shoving away whatever it is that you're fasting, things that you love because you love him more. I'm not saying that you're going out, you're going, uh, doing without bad things. You're actually doing without good things. Food is a good thing. For you to be able to connect with people online, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a way we can encourage one another. But whatever it is that you're fasting, it's, it's you're saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of this good thing because I want a God thing. I'm getting rid of this good stuff because I want God's stuff. I want the Word of God alive in my heart. I want the Holy Spirit working inside of me. I want God to speak to me. I want to know His voice. I, I want the Scriptures to be alive. And so that's the big idea is where it's like, it's almost like you're taking this bullseye that we've always got it and we're always available to God, but it's, it's coming to God and saying, I want to increase the size of the target so that you see, God, I'm available. Because you're not bartering with God. You're not saying, God, I'll give you this so that you give me this as if it's a, if some kind of contract. It's not that. It's God's activity, but you're voluntarily making your heart ready, willing for God to do his work. And it's amazing how often God, when we fast, will just be surprised that God loves, this is the last phrase where it says, he rewards. That's the big idea at the end. He will reward you. There are spiritual rewards available for fasting. And so some of you have just seen it as categorically something that we don't do in the 21st century. You know what? There are people today, I, I would say in my own life, it's amazing to me how when you push the plate away and pray and feed on God, how God works. And what we're not trying to do is just get rid of stuff. What we want is to create space and time to pray. The purpose of fasting is not to just go without, it's to actually gain more from God. It's to put our heart in a position to gain more. So we don't just not food, no, we pray at lunch. If you're fasting lunch, it's not that you just skip lunch and keep working. No, the idea is that you would have more time to pray. If you're, if you're going without, without social media so that you can, so that you can you know, fasting that so that you can pray, don't just go without something. No, if you're on social media for 45 minutes a day, then spend that 45 minutes crying out to God in prayer. The idea is that you're pushing other stuff out so that you can have space, capacity, time, affection to increase your potential encounter with God. And so it's almost impossible to talk about all the ways that God rewards us. And, but he, when we, sometimes the, the reward is his presence. Sometimes the reward is miracles. We find Jesus casting out demons and then saying this only comes through fasting and prayer. There's the forms of uh, getting rid of addictions. I mean, it's amazing the way that God will work in your life when you pray and fast. So they always go together. You don't just fast, you pray and fast. Praying is communicating with God. And fasting is I'm going to push out other stuff so I can have more time to talk to God. All right, so you give up that other stuff. And fasting, it functions like an accelerator. Like, 
Sometimes we think of it as just a restrainer. It's all the things I can't do. It's a bad season. It's a hard season because I have to go without these other things. I want you to think of it not as just a restrainer. Think of it as an accelerator. Think of it as in the season of fasting, I'm accelerating my reception of the Word of God. I'm accelerating my communion with God. I'm accelerating my opportunity to connect and know him and talk with him and pray for other people and believe in faith that God will work. So we're, we're going without some things, physical things, and we're gaining spiritual things. And that is, the Father actually loves to reward when you fast, Jesus said it. If your motive is right to be seen by your Father, and it's a part of what you do, it's assumed, it's a part of what you do, your motive is right for your Father, you have a father that loves to reward you. And so my hope is that we would engage with that and say, all right, God, I, if there's more available, I want it. I want whatever is available to me, God. And so I'm going to, I'm going to choose to be a person that fasts. I remember Renata and I, uh, we were working with a, a family and, and uh, we went over to their house. Um, and this is a family at our church in Colorado and, and they had four kids. And I'll never forget um, talking to them in their in their in their family room, and 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 they had had four kids in five years, and so we were talking. Of course, Renata and I had four kids in five years as well, and so we were, you know, just talking about all the dynamics of little kids and having kids and that whole thing. And and uh, and and I'll never forget what, what this lady said. She said, "You know what I miss?" And I said, "What do you miss?" She said, "Well." Because I've had four kids, the thing that I miss the most, and I thought, I don't know, free time, um, clean cars, um, uh, just a lot, money. I mean, like, I'm sure you miss a lot of things now that you have four kids in five years. Here's what she said. It's forever impacted me. She said, I miss fasting. I said, you miss fasting? And she said this. This is true. She said, in the whole season of having four kids in five years, it's made fasting just physically almost impossible to take care of the kids and pregnancies and all that. She said, but fasting so tenderizes my heart before God. Fasting has so been an entry point into me uh, being able to connect with God. She said, one of the things I'm looking forward to is this next season going back to being a person that regularly fasts. And then she said this phrase that I've never forgotten. She goes, because fasting is my friend. Here's my prayer for us in this 21 days that fasting would be our friend. That this would be a season where you say, yeah, of course I love Jack Stack, and of course I love Chipotle, and of course I love all those things. But I have such a hunger for God, it surpasses my hunger for those physical appetites. And fasting is an, as an accelerator. It's my opportunity to get close to God. And so though it's challenging, fasting is my friend. And my prayer for each one of you is that in these 21 days, we have a season of crying out to God in prayer and of crying out to God in fasting and that we would see fasting not as easy. No, it's hard, no doubt about it. But the, what we gain from the spiritual rewards surpasses what we lose with our giving up physical appetites. And every time we'd say, let's do it again. 2018, let's do it again. 2019, Let's do it again. We have a hunger for God that surpasses our hunger for this world. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every family. I pray your blessing on them. I pray, Lord Jesus, that this day, 
uh, would be a great day for their family. I pray that you would bless each person, Lord, that's watching this even by themselves. And I pray, Lord God, that a hunger to pray and fast would grow inside of each one of them. God, we pray that that would happen so that our hunger for God would increase and our hunger for this world would decrease. We honor you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a fantastic Sunday. Stay warm, and we'll see you next Sunday for our third week in the series, Habit. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at radiantchurchkc.com.